Shouting Around has ventured to Melbourne to bring you some of our biggest guests to date, and we'd like to give a big mention to our official sponsor, South Ave Seltzer. It's the number one drink you'll find Has and I have in our hands on a night out, and they're also our first ever guest on the podcast. It's a way fucking better seltzer than anything else on the market, and it's on its way to be the biggest thing in South Australia, and will soon make waves on the national market. With six killer flavours, including their brand new and our favourite, Sour Strawberry, they truly are the best. You can go stock yourself up through their website at southavseltzer.com.au and can also see all the venues you can find them at. Has Trav, we're back. we're back again. Episode, not, well, I don't know what number it'll be, but... Oh, I think it may be like 15 or something, Something roughly. like that. But, but uh, it's our next Melbourne one. Yep. Recording two of, recording three of day two. Yeah, on day two. Three, this, this will be right. the third. Nah, we're sitting in the sickest place I'd say we've ever recorded. This is And dope. don't argue me on it. And I can't wait to guys see the reels too, which we put out. Um, It's going to give you... You're going to really be able to see the setting we're in. We're in the Itch Pig Warehouse in Brunswick, is it? Yep, Brunswick. Perfect. Um, and, yeah, there's like half pipe, pipes uh, around us. We're sitting on couches in the middle of the warehouse and there is boxes everywhere labelled Itch Pig. And I think <laughs> you know what's inside of them. So, Trav, even though we've kind of probably given it away, do you want to yep. introduce our guest? Sitting here with Nate from Itch Pig. Oh, Itch Pig, I am botched that. <laughs> Melbourne streetwear fashion icon. Wow. Massive brand. Everyone knows it. They've got the best staple pieces. You can pick it out. Thanks, there you guys. Go, mate. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to our place. No, thank you for having us here. It's, um, oh, and that fucking basketball ring too is sick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah a lot, of, a lot of ones go down there. Yeah, a lot of ones. I'm sure a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of work could get yeah, done. Yeah, not, not much work, but a lot of ones. Marcus gets put in the weight room on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you been anyway? Good, good. How about you guys? Yeah, not bad. Very really. well. Trying right. to punch out all these episodes. Exactly. Um, That's it. Big trip. We're only Work still hard, kind of part, at the beginning play of hard. I'm pretty Isn't impressed by I'm that. That's with. pretty epic how you guys are just punching it out. Like you've got yeah. two or three a day and you're here for a few days. And yeah, well yeah. We figure there's content you can't reach in Adelaide that you can't get in Melbourne, so why not? Yeah, yeah a bit more fun while doing it too and a few late nights, but... Yeah, tell me about it. Work it's hard during the day. Exactly. Backing it up, huh? That's all the fun of the game. But uh, for our listeners back home, tell us all about yourself. So, I am Nate. I am one of the owners here at Itchpig. Um, I started this brand in 2010 with my brother, um, Alex. We uh, started off in mum's garage, so just like you guys, our, our parents' space. Um, yeah, we just, we just, we were on a snowboarding trip in Japan, which is one of the places that I, I worked as a snowboard instructor. Um, I learned how to crochet beanies. Um, long story short, the concepts of le- people coming up and picking the colours they wanted in the beanies, we then applied to making garments. We came back and decided, well, why don't we make our own garments? And we, we uh, had a domestic sewing machine and we started sewing stuff. Yeah, and so it really started with, wasn't just buy some tees off a, nah. wasn't just, yeah, buy tees off a rack, stick your logo on them and call them yours. You were li- literally hand-making these garments, every piece individual. Pretty much, That's pretty sick. Pretty much, we um, we we had a manufacturer that we would buy dead stock from. It was basically a whole bunch of different 
odd shapes and colours that he couldn't sell. So we bought them off him very, very cheap and we just basically chopped them up, repurposed them into what we defined as the the modern day itch pig fit. Um, it was yeah, it was it was something that we created ourselves. You know, we we added panels, we made them longer, we made them wider. We basically tailored it to um, you know, six foot plus young boys. I love that. Yeah, you know, like I know how hard it is to find I'm not even that big and I know how hard it is to find a tee that fits right. That's it. Or pants that fit right. So that's it. That's exactly and that's exactly the genesis of the brand is we came back and we knew that there was nothing else out there like what we were starting to produce. And once our friends started seeing what we were producing, they wanted a piece and from there it grew. And how quickly do you reckon growth sort of took? So obviously sitting here, you said 2010, so going into your 13th year now. Yep. And you got your own space. You said was your second or third space? This is the third space, Third yep. space. So it's not like it's the first ever space you've opened. How quickly do you reckon growth sort of took for you and took off? Um, it's funny, you know, it's like the world's changed in the last 13 years, a shitload. Um, it's very different back then, you know, like we're talking about the beginnings of Instagram 13 years ago. Like Instagram wasn't really a thing. It was Facebook. Um, so growth was a pretty steady upwards trajectory for us. It wasn't as like exponential as what you would probably see today from some of the brands around that are just starting out. Um, so yeah, it was just slow and steady. We we're just doing our thing, you know. Like, and when we started, we 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 wanted to make it, um, we wanted to make it about the garments. So we would wear balaclavas, and we'd had fake names as well. So no one actually knew it was us for ages. Like, yeah, okay. So um, you didn't use even your friends and stuff. No clue. Nah, they 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 kind of cottoned on after a little bit. Like I'm talking our first friendship circles. Yeah. yeah. But second friendship circles had no idea. Yeah. Like I would go to our local skate park. And no one would have a clue. And then after a while of doing it for a while, um, I would start getting eyeballs on me. Like you could tell that people were trying to figure out, is that the itch pig guy? Yeah. But they didn't actually know. And is these that, are people that I grew up around, you know? Is that where I saw it on your Instagram not long ago, you released some balaclavas? Was that the sort of idea behind all those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, I literally, the reason we wore balaclavas and the way the reason balaclavas are in this brand is because... Um, I said I said it in that post. It's 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 about you know, the making garments here in Australia to the best that we could was our religion, but balaclavas was just the way we practiced that religion. You know, like right. that was a part of the religion. You know, making the garments sell themselves without any faces or models or names behind them. That's what we were about, and the balaclavas were just they were just a a vehicle for yeah. that. That just enhanced it. And it made it, 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 you know, it made people kind of talk about them even more. It's like, you know, because people would walk up, work, like rock up to our mum's garage to pick up these garments and we would be wearing balaclavas. Yeah. So you can imagine how confronting that is for... Oh, the know, person. Yeah. You, yeah. Come, you come from all the way from Hawthorne to, to where we were and, you know, we're wearing these balaclavas. Is it fair to say almost created a bit more of like a cult following though? Totally. That's exactly what it different. did. Yeah. It made it go through the roof. Like, because... When we were posting these images of these these one of one garments we were producing, like people had never seen anything like it. It was there was nothing, you know. Like thirteen years ago, there there wasn't this this landscape that you see today, where yeah. you know streetwear is such a big thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's so accessible now with with Instagram and and all these different um, avenues that you can you could just directly hit up a supplier. 
Yeah. Like the the the, accessi- ac- the accessibility to those suppliers back then, you couldn't do that. You couldn't just hit up a manufacturer in China and say, "Oh, show me your blanks, show me your samples." Okay, let's pick that. Put this logo on box fit and stuff. Exactly, like that. exactly. Box fit it was wasn't tight. Yeah, box fit didn't even exist. A type of fit didn't even exist. If that's yeah. the way we, you were producing for a bit there, were you just so heavily just all time was put into it just because it was so like done by hand. Yeah, it was crazy. Especially if you're getting like a sort of cult following, the demand for the product's going to be yep. so big. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Like, I, I guess like within the first, oh, I'm going to say eight to 12 months, Alex and I were just chained to the machines. Like literally, I was running the overlocker, getting panels ready and prepared and then overlocking them. And then he would do the details on the sewing machine and the final finishing. And then on top of that, you know, Things like um, e-com and all that stuff, that didn't exist either. Mm. There's None of this stuff exists. Uh, you know, like uh, all this fancy shipping software and tracking stuff and none of that exists. So we're going to the local post office, buying prepaid satchels, putting the garments in the prepaid satchels, writing out people's names, their addresses on the post bags. Like it was seriously time-consuming yeah. stuff. Yeah. We'd be at it from like 8 till 10 every day. Yeah. Just... Going hammer and tong, but after a while, we we realized that for the business to grow, we needed to start subcontracting and putting people in different spots of the business to help us make more money. And how long did it take for you to start to put people in and get employees? So probably the first the first employee or the first kind of uh, the first role that we subcontracted out was the manufacturing of the garments. Yeah. So we found some local sewers around where we would basically get the garments ready um, into bundles and then drop off like 10, 20, 15, whatever at a time. They would sew them up, give them back to us, and then we would do the dispatch. So that would give us about – that would give us the week. So it was running – it was kind of like on a week thing. So we'd do drop-offs once a week, and then we'd get the stock back once a week and then do the shipping. So in the yeah. middle of the week, we would just be selling, preparing, trying to get stuff ready for the next drop-off. So that was the first one was, yeah, the manufacturing. Um, then – we actually then one of one of the customers turned into, um, I guess you'd say a helper on the garment side of it yeah. with us. So they would help us prepare the garments, yeah. and then I guess the next one was we we then got like a, a retail dispatch kind of do do everything worker. Yeah. So yeah. we're talking about this probably over the, probably the first proper employee was year five or year six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where they're on the books, we're paying them proper money, we're doing all the stuff. What are we at now? Year 13? Yeah, so? year 13. So now the team is, I'm going to say, like eight or nine now. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's you know, it's growing quite a lot. And yep. that's kind of, that's a range of casuals and full-timers. Yeah. So what age were you when you started? I was 22. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Do you have much experience or anything like it or was it just give it our best shot? Uh Nah, I, I didn't oh. even understand how business worked, to be honest. Yeah. I didn't know anything. Have you got degrees now? Uh, so the only degree that I have and was doing at the time was yeah. industrial design. Yeah. yeah. So my brother, who I own it with, Alex, he has a, a degree in fine arts. Yeah. So he's a really good painter and artist. And, you know, kind of he, he basically does all the artwork. So he's yeah. done all the design. Yeah. All the design stuff. Um, and I did industrial design, so that's product design. So I had a background in design as well. Yeah, yeah, so but no business or anything like that. Nah, we learnt that all on the fly. We've learnt that all on the fly. We've learnt so, a lot. So what I'm getting at is to everyone who's not in uni, just back what you're doing because you're going to learn more in real life than you are 
from some degree. Totally. One of the, like, you can, because you just make so many mistakes. It's like, I remember one year, I learned about tax the hard way. And that was, so my understanding of tax was you spend money, it comes out of your profitability because you've spent the money. It's not yeah. money that goes in your pocket, right? But I didn't understand that when you're buying stock, that's not, it's not classified as a 100% tax deductible expense. It's what's called cost of goods. And what yeah. cost of goods means is that when you sell it, that's when you realize the expense. Yeah. But all this, all this stock that's sitting in this warehouse right yeah. now, it's not going to hit our, our tax return because we haven't sold it yet. Yeah. So I, we went out, well, I went out and bought a shitload of stock, like a shitload, and it didn't affect our tax. I just lit all this money on fire that I didn't have to do because yeah. I thought it was going to save us money in tax, but it didn't. Yeah. And that was a very... I'm talking like 60 grand here. Yeah. I spent like Shit. 60 grand in four hours. Yeah. <sighs> so that was a very big learning point. It was a very big learning curve. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I know. It's fair bit. So I oh, blew 60 grand, but because it was, co- it was cost of goods, it was, yeah. it was stock, it didn't come out of our, our tax return. Jesus. So the tax tax guy still the tax man still thinks you've got that sixty grand because yeah. you haven't sold the stock. Yeah. So it's yeah. And let's, it's let's just value in a different. Yeah. yeah. It's just a different form of accounting yeah. that I didn't know because when I made that mistake, I think I was twenty five years old. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know, but now I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, gotta get there somehow. That's um, it. So tell us about the name Itchpig. How'd that come up? So that that refers back to you know when we were in Japan and we were on the snowboarding trip together, my brother and I. Um, everyone referred to us as pigs and that's the sense of like whatever we saw, set our eyes on nothing got nothing got in the way of us achieving that you know like we were insatiably hungry for whatever it is yeah. we had our eyes on but we were going to call it one pig but because we we're in Japan we decided to call it itch because itch is one in Japanese yeah. so it came back to yeah whatever you set your one focus on you chased it and nothing got in the way yeah. and that's how it started do you oh. feel you've um, maybe brought some of that Japanese culture or some of that snow culture towards uh, or into the brand and totally totally the design aspect totally the original the original fits of the garments was is just ganked from snowboard culture yeah. yeah like that tall stays that was present in that scene at the at the time like that didn't exist in streetwear streetwear was all small tight fitted I remember before we left like yeah. I had Stussy t-shirts that were like they were like glad wrap on me you know what I mean yeah. and yeah. then we came back and we were like oh now this is actually more comfortable than what we're yeah. about, and it's become the opposite. Mm, yeah, and everything's oversized. Now people buying stuff like three sizes too big. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And that this was when we started. It was kind of it was the start of that trend. It was the very, 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 very early instance of that trend. Yeah, so you really got on it just before it started to make waves, and that's yeah. Because it's like what, it's, 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 it's like what I was saying before about how you how you mentioned you know. You just go and ask for a box fit. Like yeah. that didn't exist. Yeah. That concept doesn't exist back then. There is no such thing. Yeah. It's weird when you think about it. But oh yeah, massively that how far something so simple as clothes, I guess, yeah, changes and can like manifest. And it's crazy how it becomes. It becomes a known thing. Yep. Something from nothing, and you just change a design slightly, and becomes in this case a box fit, and it's a whole different type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. you're just appropriating a culture and turning bringing it somewhere else. Yeah. You know that. That, that box fit, tall, oversized culture was so present in snowboarding. And we were just like, wow, this is, I think this is how we want to dress and this is yeah. how we want to, let's make some garments. And like I said, people got around it and it just grew from there. Yeah, perfect. Well, I think it's a great time. 
Better time, uh, getting a bit thirsty. Getting a bit thirsty. Mm. Um, so we're just shouting around. So in shouting around fashion, we are shouting you around today. And thank you for coming on. Um, so our official sponsor of this whole series, South Ave Seltzer, as you've all known. Uh, we've got the great flavour going today at the Big Warehouse. We're going to crack them open. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Grape, good choice. My yeah. favourite. Do you like grape? Yeah, grape's the best. Perfect. So you're one yeah. of your favourites, has it? It is one of my favourites. Grape's the best. Yeah. Super yeah. dupers, I always go yeah. grape. Always. Mm. Gatorade, always grape. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's good too. Fresh. I think it's so good. Yeah. It's like you said, it's real tasty. Yeah. Nice strong flavour. They literally right on the can. We're sick of that bad tasting, super sparkling, bloating, weak flavour seltzers. And it's not one of them, which is... Yeah, I reckon they've, I reckon they've hit it the nail on the head with that. Then yeah. if that's what they're going for. They've exactly hit it. Yeah, because yeah. I always, fi- yeah, I always find salsas a little bit weak. Yeah, and it's it's the same throughout all their flavors. It's not like just because it's grape and grapes like a stronger flavor. Um, throughout all of them, like watermelons, like unbelievable and strawberry. Well, they all are, but um, but those two especially. So. Yeah, they're good. I reckon they're epic. Yeah, they're hopefully getting them in Victoria soon. So keep yeah. your eye out. That was yep. the whole point of us bringing them all over to try and grow that Victoria expansion, expansion, expansion. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. But getting back onto Itch Pig, um, Instagram. So you spoke about how when you started, Instagram wasn't a thing. It was all Facebook. When did you guys make the transition and then realise Instagram is the way forward for digital marketing? Or do you still believe Instagram is the way forward for digital marketing? Um, that's a loaded question. I mean, it's yeah. hard to know where Instagram's going. It's like it's changed so much. From when we first started with it, you know, like obviously the algorithm is very different. The volume of users is very different. Um, how people interact with it is very different, you know. Um, so it's hard to it's hard to know where it's going. Um, I'm not sure. I honestly, yeah. I, I mean, I I don't know. Sort of guess leads into sort of marketing in itself. Yeah. What do you guys actively do for marketing, and how do you guys see? Your brand growing, or do you just like it? I like that guy's tea that someone's wearing down the street, and then you're just natural. Um, so one of the things with our marketing, and this is from the start, and this is almost, almost a, um, almost a result of of necessity, and that's you know, like I said, when we started, Instagram and Facebook, Facebook was there, but Instagram was definitely not there, and so one of the things that was our earliest marketing was the fact that you put on one of our hoodies and it's the best hoodie you've worn, yeah. you know? That word of mouth was our marketing. It was just, it literally, because you would see it, like, you would see someone buy it from a school, right? Yeah. And then the next week, we'd have 10 orders from that school yeah. without fail. Like, and the, the value of the marketing coming from the hoods was actually worth more than the hood itself, if that makes sense. Yeah. So selling one hood would bring you in five to ten. So that's worth, you know, five X of the actual yeah. jumper itself. Yeah. So that was actually our strategy to be to begin. Well, I don't know if it was a strategy, but that's what happened. Yeah, you just backed yourself that you had the best quality product yeah. in the market. We we had the best quality, the best product, the best like you couldn't find what we had anywhere else. And to to this day you still probably can't find what we yeah. have anywhere else. Uh, and and what do you aim to do these days, marketing wise, like so I mean that that it's funny how that baseline is still, it's still there. That that yeah. that like, because we've been around for thirteen years, we've sold quite a few things. Yeah. So it's like, 
every time, you know, winter rolls around, there's a shitload of people that put on their HP hoodie for the first time that winter, yeah. walk out into the world. And just the sheer weight of that is marketing in itself. Yeah. yeah. You know, you get new eyes, new people, whatever, right? But, you know, we do all the traditional things that everyone does now, you yeah. know. Do Facebook ads, you do Facebook, yeah. you do Instagram. Yeah. Um, but I guess for us, we're, we're also also looking to do other things like, you know, the 91 Vintage yeah. meet. Doing things like that, you know, getting out into the culture, getting out amongst it. Like this weekend, you know, there's um, summer jams going down and we've, we made a, did a quick activation to deck out the Pran home team yeah. in, in our garments, in a custom made garment, you know, where we're doing collabs with Saintside. Um, yeah. We're doing collabs with um, a big uh, uh, drum and bass festival in New Zealand. Like yeah. we're doing all kinds of things. We're doing a lot of our marketing initiatives revolve around product because that's what yeah. we're known for. That's what we're good yeah. at. That's, uh, that's, that's our bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got a dog in the warehouse. Yeah, we've awesome. got a, we got a couple, we got a couple in so here. So much culture here. And do you think um, your garments and stuff in general really correlates with even this area and Melbourne in general seems to... So, yeah, I think I think this area definitely does correlate with what we're doing. Well, definitely in the sense of like... I mean, I'm not sure how well you guys know Melbourne, but um, Brunswick is, I guess you'd say, pretty famous for... Uh, having pretty environmentally conscious people. Yeah. Um, so obviously our garments are, you know, naturally going to resonate with people in this area because yeah. of, uh, you, know, we're co- we, you know, we're obviously making stuff here in Australia. So that means um, a lot of things, you know, you're talking about we're making things ethically so people are being paid properly. Yeah. Um, you know, our garment technicians are getting paid what, you know, like a normal person would yeah. get paid. By the award. Yeah, by the thing. award. You know, yeah. we're not talking $2 a day. We're yeah. talking, you know, proper pay rates. Um, and then on top of making it here, the other thing that to consider is that our garments don't sit on shipping containers. Yeah. yeah. Or they don't get shipped around the world or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's made here. Yeah, exactly. So... You know, the carbon footprint. Carbon footprint's quite a lot less. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. That's that's how I would feel that you know the local area resonates with us so much. How is the main way it's all produced now? Uh, in terms of where or oh, in terms yeah, yeah yeah all the clothing. How's it done, mate? Um, so we've got a series of manufacturers set up yeah. around Melbourne. Around Melbourne. Yeah. Um, so we've it, some of the north, some of the south, yeah. some of the west. Yeah. They all do different things. Yeah. Um. Because obviously... Everyone's got a different skill set. Different skill set, but also different products take different machinery, which then take different types of um, staff to use those machineries. And going off by looking on your website and that, it looks like you got the best in the biz (laughs) because garments come out looking pretty well. Yeah, I think think it's a combination of having really good technicians working on our stuff, but also like... You know, we're able to go to the factories, not yeah. just like once a quarter or whatever. Like yeah. we're there daily. Yeah. yeah, we're there every day, talking to them. Um, how can we do this better? How can we do that better? What's this fabric like? What's this fabric like? You know, we're we're actually in and amongst the garment making yeah. process. We're not just making te- tech packs and sending them off to a factory. And it's almost yeah. does it almost feel like they're kind of a part of your business? Also, they are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. They've, like our main manufacturer 
the guy that I was telling you about we bought the dead stock from, yeah. he's the one that makes our hoods today. Yeah. yeah. That's 13 years ago, you know? Yeah. So he, that guy went to Alex's wedding. Shit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like... It's all very intertwined. Yeah, it's all very yeah. intertwined. Like, uh, the, the, the people... family feel to it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got a family feel, you know? Like, when we moved into our second warehouse, across the road from us, across the parking lot, was a garment manufacturer. Yeah. And we started... You know, they, they carry still the boxes across the road. Yeah, literally. We used to literally carry the boxes across the road and they would feed us. And I was yeah. there, I was there literally the other day and, you know, they were like, oh, do you want some food? And they made me some food or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I sat down and had some food with them and stuff. Yeah, so it's not really like a, you're a king and you've got all your minions and that. It's all one piece. It's all yeah. yeah. I guess that comes back to itch being one. Yeah, it's the sum of the all parts. And it's that, yeah. what we were talking about before about, you know, what elements of Japanese culture have you brought to the brand? Yeah. And that's one of the big elements is, you know, the, the Japanese, you know, you have to ask yourself, how do they make so many people fit in such a small space yeah. cohesively? Like, it's insane when you think about mm. it. They probably have, I think they probably have, I don't know, what are they, 150 million country? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Tokyo in, in itself. Have you been to Japan? A, yeah, yeah, a yeah. few times. I don't know populations very well, but I mean, yeah. they must be yeah. four times us at least, if not five. Like look at the I'm pedestrian crossing the in Tokyo. Yeah, exactly, right? Maximum. Exactly, right? The, the, the Japan's no bigger the than Victoria. Yeah, yeah. It's tiny. So how do you fit all those types of people, all, all those different t- people doing all those different things in all those different spaces? How do yeah. they coexist? Well, it's they... They understand that the sum of the whole, whole parts, it's that kind of, um, you know, it's that insect culture, you know, like yeah. everyone is, it's kind of, when you think about it, it's a little bit communist, but, you know, yeah. at the same time, like, you got to do what you got to do to make things work. Mm. Yeah. Not everyone could be the CEO, you know what I mean? Exactly. Oh. And we, we've said it before to other brands and companies and that that we spoke to, it's really about making everyone feel like it's their brand. And yeah, that's what they're working towards. Totally, totally. Goal, not that they're just working for the man. Yeah. Totally. You want people totally. to be inspired for them to feel to feel a part of the brand and almost like it is a part of them too. Because if they see it just as a job, even though they might still like it, but if they see it just as like I'm all, I'm taking orders from this person, over time, kind of get a bit less enthusiastic about work and that yep. type of thing. Whereas if you kind of feel really a part of the family could be a word for it totally 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 and like that's expi- that's stuff i've just you know like you said what you were saying before about how you know uh did you have any previous experience coming into this yeah. no and that's one of the things that we've experienced as a yeah. br- as a business owner is that th- that very thing you know you got to you got to make sure that the staff feel love that yeah. the your suppliers your manufacturers your subcontractors they feel the love they feel yeah. like they're not working for you they're working with you yeah but that's so easier said than done. Oh, massively. Oh, like, you look at school, for instance, No, not everyone gets on. You look at any team, not everyone gets on because that's just the way human nature is. Totally, but totally. To pull something together where everybody can work together and feel, I guess, well, like you've said, feel the love, mm. it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Do you guys follow the NBA a bit? Yeah, a lot. As does. I'm not as much. So it's classic, you know, like you look at Donovan Mitchell, right? Yeah. He was hating life he was they were with rudy gobert they yeah. you know like you could tell they didn't get along at all right and now he goes to cleveland he's dropping 71 he's averaging 30 plus points a game and they're saying how, how good he is at defense right that. yeah they were, they, he was getting reamed for his defense in the playoffs yeah. like i can't remember who they were playing but 
he was getting chopped up. They were, he was copying so much flack on all the podcasts I was listening to. He was copying so much flack about his D. Yeah. And now they're talking, oh, he's, he's an amazing defender. He's got such a big wingspan. He's so athletic. You know, it's, it's crazy how, like, just simple things of not getting along with someone yeah. can affect so many different aspects of your life. a healthy, happy mindset, I guess, and totally. being positive. Totally, totally, totally. It's crazy how, like, something so, like, uh, ephemeral, like something you can't touch, like a notion of, you know, this person I don't really get along with and I struggle to get along with, has a tangible result on things like basketball, like yeah. X's and O's, points, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's wild. Massively. Love it. Love it. Um, and let's go back to clothing. Um, design side of things. How do you keep, how do you keep it fresh? How, how do you keep <laughs> putting out new shit? For us, it was always, it's always been, like, not to sound... Well, to be perfectly blunt, I'm pretty lucky that I have an amazing brother that yeah. is very good at what he does. Yeah. Um, I've probably never come across someone as talented as he is. Excuse the rain in the background. Yeah, excuse <laughs> the rain in the background. That's <laughs> one of the uh, wonders of having yeah. a tin it's nice. roof. It's natural. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Guess we're in Melbourne. One day we it's sun's Melbourne. out. Next it's day crazy. It's and that's how it's February and this is the weather. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Adelaide's it. no better at this time of the year. Yeah. Adelaide's been wet. Yeah, yeah it's so it's wet. stinking hot and then two days later we're not doing anything because it's yeah, wet. Yeah, it's so humid at the moment. Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of uh, I'm a bit anxious about the Noosa trip coming up tomorrow hot yeah. up there. it looks uh very hot and very wet and very humid i reckon there's going to be some pretty good storms come through yeah, yeah. hopefully just as you're leaving yeah exactly yeah. um but no yeah i mean i'm lucky that alex is super talented but you know i also have ideas on things but i mean yeah. for us for us it's always been we're just designing you know products that we need in our wardrobe that's what yeah. we're trying to do we're trying to design Australian-made garments for when you need to go on a date, when you're playing golf, when you're going to play basketball, you're skating, you're surfing, snowboarding, whatever. Yeah. That's all we ever tried to do, you know. Like, when we first started the brand, you know, we were doing 40 or 50 days um, at the snow in Australia from, yeah. from Melbourne. You know, we'd drive up every weekend, do two or three days, and then come back. And, you know, after a while, we are like, well, shit, we need, we need a jacket for this. We need outerwear for this. Yeah, yeah. So... We'd figure out how to make it work and design it here in Australia and make it. And I guess that's where like-minded people and all that, that your target audience is you guys yeah. in, a diff, in a wider scheme of things. I guess that's where that really comes into play, that you need this jacket. Oh, I'm at the snow. There's about 16 people there that need this jacket as well. Yeah. So, And that's just in this little five minutes that I've seen. So why wouldn't it be a popular item? Exactly, exactly. And how long did it take you to kind of... Expand your range of what you offered. What did you, what did um, you start with? Was it hoodies? Yeah, hoodies. Crew, so crewnecks was the first thing. Yeah. yeah. And then we learnt. We literally took. We literally took a hood apart and learnt how to make a hood. And yeah. That was the next thing. Then it was t-shirts. Then it was polos. Then it was um, long sleeve polos. Then it was chino pants. Then it was. And, you know, again, as the needs kept coming up, yeah. we were just designed for the needs and the purpose. Yeah. Um, and it's just trial and error and, um, I guess, just longevity. What's you know, th- so, sorry, I was cutting in. What's right. favourite piece you've done? Um, Is there one piece, could be really early on, that you still got and hang on to and you just, it's the one piece you love to wear? I actually just sold it to one of our good customers recently. Yeah. It was a uh, it was a full kit. It was a 
black, green, purple with red accent full kit, snow full kit that yeah. had pants and jacket to match. It was uh, called the Sprinter Storm full kit. It was very, very, very fresh. Mm. And uh, yeah, I sold it because, yeah. Because. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You do accessories too. I'm looking over at those decks there. Yeah, there's plenty of accessories. Drink bottles, decks, um, you know, this, this ring is yeah. ours. Um, all kinds of things. We're always on the hunt for accessories. Balance Snow- Thought obviously. about snowboards? Oh, snowboards. Maybe big, one day. Maybe one day. They're very expensive snowboards. There's a lot of work yeah. in them. The way you have to manufacture them is a very specific process, and the mm. machines that you need are very expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. I'm about to spend a fortune here on the way out, Has oh, yeah. So <laughs> I feel really <laughs> bad for the wallet. And then um, this warehouse... Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just looking around at it as yeah. I'm sitting here. So you use it for all types of things? Other, all other, kinds. Like events and you do modeling yeah. shoots and stuff here? Model shoots. We, I'm sh- not sure if you guys saw. There's a there's yeah, a white, there's, there's a yeah. uh, curve wall at the front yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've just put in a new sewing machine room over there. I'm yeah. not sure if you guys saw. There's the store at the front. Uh, maybe, yeah. Our design office is upstairs, which yeah. I'll show you guys once we finish this. Yeah, Obviously, we've got the skate park here. Yeah. We've got the ball ring. Um the lunch area, yeah. I mean, it's a, a um, it's a pretty all-inclusive space. We yeah. are very lucky. And then, obviously, going back on to, you said you had a favourite piece. Has there been any pieces that have come through and you just gone, that is not how it pictured in my head? Like, <laughs> Definitely. That shit, always happens. Now we've stuck with three boxes of it or yep, ten that, boxes that, that, of that it. Literally, there's a product hanging up over there yeah. right right now. <laughs> that, and and people. People that say otherwise that doesn't happen, they're bullshitting you because yeah. you, you can't hit it 100% of the no. time. You just can't. Yeah. Or I mean, you can if you've only been in business for two years, but yeah. once you get to a certain economy of scale, mm. you make mistakes. Yeah. But, you know, they're learning opportunities. That's how you grow. Well, it's like I'm sure one day, shout out to all our guests, that we'll have one that we just go, why did we bother? Well, you know, the rain's been going the whole podcast, so it's like... Nah, well, it just stop ru- perfect time. I know, yeah. it might ruin it, so I'm a bit nervous about that. But nah, yeah, no, no, that's, just the, that's just the way it goes, you know. Like, you just... You can't... It's. I always say, you like, you don't go to the gym and just keep working on your strengths. Yeah. You get stronger by working on your weaknesses, yeah. you know. Like, if you can't get the bench up off your chest... Like, if you're be- doing bench press and you can't get it off off your chest... Well, your triceps are weak, so you need to go work on your triceps, yeah. right? Take notes, Harry. <laughs> Fuck off, Trevor. You don't go to the gym, man. I know. That's why I'm telling you to take notes, because you're the gym junkie. <laughs> <laughs> nah, awesome. Um, and so, go back to the people that work here. Um, you said you were about eight, nine people. Yep. What? Well, what's your role in the company, officially? Even though I kind of think I know it's being the big boss, but... Um, uh Look, to put it simply, I'm a problem solver. That's what I do. I've solved problems. So before you guys got here, so for instance, the 10 minutes that you guys took to set up and stuff for 15 minutes or whatever. So when you first got here, I was doing the merchandising with uh, Alex, Chloe, the lead designer, and Marcus, who you guys met. I'm training to be the merchandiser. So we were going through and saying, okay, this is the financial goal that was set by me as the financial person yeah. as well. Yep. This is the financial goal. We need to make X amount of product to hit this financial goal. Yeah. Now, we need to break up that revenue figure across all the categories. Yeah. So I tell Chloe and Alex how many products that they can design at what value and how technical they can be. Yeah. And then literally as I finish that, I got an email from, uh, from a real estate agent concerning yeah. the CBD store. So I had to talk to him about something. So yeah. I did payroll today. I did ba- bills payable. So 
I so am pretty much the firefighter of itch pig. Yes, I do everything. Yeah. Um, my my role is not as clearly defined as as yeah. others. So every week just looks completely different. Yeah, like like I said, like last week I was running the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love it. I think it's fun as. Yeah. I think yeah. it's epic. It's not bad, I, eh? I love it. I think it's the best. I get to do everything in here. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. You know, we were, and you know, before the line architecture, before the merchandising stuff, yeah. we were talking to a um, a uh, sewing technician with Chloe yeah. because we're putting on a runway show on in um, March at, yeah, for Melbourne Chloe. Fashion Festival. Yeah. So we were talking about runway, outfits, models, lighting, music, yeah. putting on a runway, you know, like we're talking about events. Yeah. yeah, on models and that, do you have the same set of models you always go back to or are you just no, completely open? Completely open. It's for it's forever changing. It's a, Again, it's a, an ephemeral thing that's ever, forever changing. Yeah. More and more people come past the brand. You link up. You do things like one of the one of the best things that this brand has to offer now is that it gives people opportunities. You know, like like you guys. You know, yeah. It's giving you an opportunity to make an episode. If this brand didn't exist, this episode wouldn't exist, exactly. right? Yeah. So it's sick how it can do that. You know, whether that be models, more staff, um, getting involved with basketball, skateboard. Yeah. You know, we had a we had a, a meeting with one of our skate. Our skate team members the other day trying to lay out a plan to how to get him pro. Yeah. yeah. You know, like these are, some of them are, are really, really business-minded, tangible things. Like yeah. how do we make the fit on this T-shirt better? Yeah. But some things are as open as how do we make, how do we make a, a kid from Dandenong pro skater? Yeah. How do you do that? And you said your CBD store? Yeah, yeah. store there? Yep. So we've got a CBD store in um, Howie Place, just off Little Collins Street yep. in the city. That's been open for about two months. Um, so we're kind was of that nervous to open. It was a little bit nerve wracking, yeah, because yeah. it was right in the middle of a really busy time. Yeah, um, when we said yes to it, we said yes to it in November, um, and yeah, it was it was like we had Sneakerland, which was a huge event at yeah. Melbourne Exhibition Center. I'm not sure if you guys saw that one. Uh, I've nah. heard about. It was like a, a five thousand person event, yeah. so that yeah. was massive. And the week after, we had the Saintside Black Friday dro- uh, drop, yeah, our collab event that we did there, um, and then we had something else the week after. Then it was like a week of break. Then it was CBD opening. Then yeah. it was uh, Melbourne Strength Culture collab podcast drop. Yeah, and then it was a massive Boxing Day event. So it was yeah. like it was like a stretch run of like six things in eight weeks. It was berserk. Yeah, and so you have full time staff at that store. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. We yeah. have we, that one's open seven days a week. So yeah, yeah there's, there's someone there all the time. You're transferring stuff from here to there a lot. Yeah, n- another is problem. That for? No, an- another problem that yeah. we have to solve. Yeah. So cool inventory management is a very ch- tricky thing. Oh, I can imagine. Especially have, when you have a website pulling from it. Yeah. yeah. When someone, I could imagine. Oh, we'll just take a box of that over there, and then you get four orders for it on the website. Exactly. Shit, it's not here. That it's is there. exactly what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And so, business, of course, over 13 years, it's going to completely continue to expand and how long have you been at this warehouse now six years now six years what did you have before that so we were in um an, a, a warehouse in west footscreen an industrial area um that was probably the size of maybe half this just yeah. just this space out yeah, here okay. maybe so maybe. maybe like yeah it wasn't very big at all yeah it was Tiny, like I think it was probably by fifteen yeah. meters. Roughly. Yeah, it's probably about. It was, I think it was like ten across by about 
30 back maybe. It was yeah, tiny. Yeah. It was really small. It was really cold and really dark. It wasn't as nice yeah. as this place. Even though this is kind of cold and dark at the moment. Nah, it's dark. <laughs> Seems like you still got a fair bit of room in here though, which is good. Yeah. Like the warehouse I, my company has, our production company, it is like... Chockers. Wall to wall. Yeah. Like, but to see even just like this nice open space. Yeah. It's yeah. refreshing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, It's amazing that a, a, a brand producing garments in Australia is capable of affording something like this, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. In all honesty. Um, the economics of it is is pretty wild. Like you know, obviously the rent is yeah. a pretty hefty bill before you even turn the lights on here. Yeah, exactly. before you even start selling a single jumper. Yeah, you have to worry about that. I imagine that's just all you got to thank for that. The people that buy you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, just that the support we have, it's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's berserk. Considering how much competition there is out there now too. There's oh, yeah. so many brands. So on, many. Oh, so many people so producing on, hoodies and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. There's so many on so many different levels, bef- yeah. you know, between, you know, local brands right up to big internationals. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nuts. It's very saturated. And so you said, of course, Japan and things. Have you traveled much other than that? Do you get to kind of travel because of the brand itself? Yeah, we do a bit of travel because of the brand. Um it's probably slowed up in the last few years, obviously, as everyone says, because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. Um, and I've actually just recently had a son as well. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. Good stuff. Good fashion. manners, mate. Good manners. Nice. Yeah, nice. Well done, boys. <laughs> you guys are learning at an early age, which is good. What's his name? Ace. Ace. Yeah, beautiful. That's yeah. sick. I love that. Thanks. That is dope. Yeah, he's good. He's good value. Can you guys do kids wear? Uh, now that Alex has just had a, had a, had a son himself, I think, I think it is on the cards. I think yeah. it's going to happen. It's yeah. just a question of when. One off pieces. Yeah, It's just exactly. a whole market yeah. you enter. So it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got, yeah, yeah. Just want to do it right. And, um, yeah. kids grow so damn fast. Exactly. They just grow so fast. It's yeah. wild. Well, it's like my sister's got three boys. Wow. All she does is complain about, she'll buy them something nice and then. Trash bang. it. Yeah, they either put a heap of food over it yep. or they grow out of it. Like I was thinking that. I was thinking. Uh, uh, sure. Take Actually, it. no. I better not. I better not. Better sure. Not. I better not because I drive. Leave you with the lucky last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it home with you. Yeah, I'll take it home with you because I'll definitely drink it with um the crew tonight. I'll show. Uh, not with Ace. <laughs> not with Ace. No, Ace can't have any. One of um we've got a friend staying over tonight, and he's um, I think he's the marketing manager. Not sure if it's. Anyway, he's at Cub. He's a marketing manager yeah. for one of their. One of their um, one of their drinks. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. which one. He was he was the marketing manager of Corona. Oh, yeah. cool. Anyway, we always talk about seltzers. Oh yeah, so yeah. Yeah, 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 gotcha. yeah, yeah. He always talks yeah. about seltzers, so I'll he'll, I'll be interested to see. Yeah, Scotty Marino, follow that up. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're going to listen to every one of our episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dogs, <laughs> nah, kidding. Oh, love we you. love you. <laughs> um, and then have you collabed with other brands much? Yeah, we have a little bit recently, and uh, in the past, um, I mean, the obvious big one that we've done recently is Saintside. Yeah. yeah. So they're a um. A pretty well-known, uh, I guess you'd call them a bike shop out yeah. in out in the west, in the western suburbs, in St Albans. Yeah. Um, but they grew so much and have such a cult following that they then started making, I guess, brand. It became yeah. a brand. Mm. Um, so they've been in business for about the same same time as us. Yeah. Um, and obviously, being from the west like we were. Yeah. Um, it was sick working with Mark and Nat. Um. To be honest, it's been it was something that we'd wanted to do for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. Very long time. Yeah, dope. So it was dope to make something happen and yeah, the 
the collab went berserk. It was insane, to be honest. And then, obviously, you said you had the pop-up shop here a couple of weeks ago, which we were chatting about. Yeah, with 90, 91 Vintage. So yeah. we did a co- we produced a collab tea for that as well. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah, was actually thought it was that, dope. that did really, really well. We've only got a couple of those left. And, um, yeah, that, 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 that event was amazing. It was really, really fun. It was it's really cool. Um, it's really cool having this thing that gives back to all these people. Exactly. Like, you were even saying that you were like, oh, if we sell a few teas, that's cool. But to be able to facilitate something like that for another company was probably more reward. Yeah, yeah, because there was like, you know, there was like, I think there was probably, what, like 10 vendors or something like yeah. that? You know, there was quite a few different, and just going through and meeting them all and talking to yeah. them, and, and it's nuts how, like, they all know who what this is. They all know yeah. what itch pig is. It's, yeah. it's this word that we invented. They know what it is. It's yeah. wild. Yeah, it's, it always um, it's always pretty humbling to be honest. Is uh, is Melbourne still then very probably one of your biggest markets? Are you definitely are you definitely pretty nationally kind of all over across yep, Australia yep, yep. now internationally? Yep, yep, yep. Definitely a definitely. lot over in Japan. Getting there, getting, getting there. there. We actually just recently did an editorial. For, that was actually another podcast I did. I yeah, did an cool. editorial for a Japanese mag. Yeah, that's cool. Which was pretty cool. Do you have any spots, um, like countries that are really big? Um, I'd say stuff? probably when we do pretty well. We do are okay in the, in Europe. Yeah. yeah. Um, a little bit in Scandinavia. Obviously, New Zealand. We do a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's all about trying to grow yeah. it out and scale it and whatnot. It's um. It's one of those things. How do you, how do you make other countries look at our at, at our isolated island? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I that guess has no people on it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I guess the big question we ask everyone is, what's next? What's next for each pig? Fuck, so Just many like, things. Yeah, so many things. We've got, like I said, we've got this fashion festival happening in March, which is massive. Um, talking to some other brands about some big collabs. Yeah, that's cool. Um. What else? In five years' time, where do you see the brand? Or do you not know yet? No idea. Yeah. It changes so dynamically. and so it, Yeah, it's so fun. It's you so don't know sick. what fashion's going to be doing in five years' time. My answer today would be different to you last week. Yeah. Is there some key pieces, maybe even accessories, you haven't done yet, but you think could be worth looking at over time? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Definitely want to start pushing our technical range as much as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to push things further. Um, but it's going to be an interesting balance to see how how do we keep Melbourne manufacturing and Australian manufacturing sustainable? How do we keep it economically sustainable? Because, you know, obviously our competition is not making stuff here, so it yeah. makes it really challenging. Yeah. Yeah. And you never know. Like, you can go out there and take risks to try and do new stuff, but then you always want to make sure you have a strong base and totally can continue. Like Taking risks costs money as well. Yeah. Oh, massive. So you've got to make sure you have the bankroll to do it. And make sure you're confident enough in the idea that it's going to get the traction that you think it deserves. Definitely, definitely. I'd love, I'd, love to, I'd love to say in the next 12 months that we have a collab with an international something. Yeah. yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I'm working pretty hard on that at the moment, yeah. to be honest. But and then I guess it's about finding the right something that yeah. fits within each pig's. Totally, wanna, totally. Still want to keep that same, like, still market your brand how you want to. Yeah, align yourself is similar. Yeah, because that's the hardest part. Is so many of these brands that you'd love to work with, the the number one question is: is okay if you make a collab range, 
where does it get made? Does it have to get made here in Australia? Are they going to be okay with that? Because they're used to margins at certain money, but yeah. as soon as you bring it here, it's a completely different yeah. game. And you're not going to drop your own values just to work with an international company. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So how do you, how do you meet that? How do you, yeah. how do you manage that? Yeah. Mm. Quick fire, Trav. Yep. Beautiful. Start us off. What do you got? Um, if you, What would you say Itch Pig's staple piece is? Hoodies. Anorak hoodies. hoodies. Yeah. Have you had... Actually, I think you kind of said it, but a least favourite design. A least favourite design. Least favourite design. That's a good question. I'm trying to think what is something that... There'd be some tees like here yeah. and there, like graphics and stuff that I just the graphics really... graphics just aren't what you want. You know what's yeah. funny? The, uh, one of our staples, the Pegasus tees. It's just yeah. like a, a tee with like a little embroidery on it. Yeah. I don't not like them at all. Them. Just yeah. not, it's not my thing. Yeah. But that's because yeah. I never wear shit like Does that. Does it say HP yeah. on it or... Oh, it's just like this little flying pig logo. Oh, okay. But my brother yeah. loves them, but and everyone yeah. loves them here. But I hate them because yeah, you know, it's just not your thing. It's not my no. thing. Fair enough. What defines itch pig? Um, you'd probably say making here in Australia. Yeah. Um, but taking it a step backwards, you know, I would say this: the state. There's a, a couple of statements. Number one, you know, um, driven by independence, bound by community. Yeah. And then, I guess the the, the why the the reason we do this is you know. To inspire uh, unique ways of thinking independently. Yeah. Awesome. Three tips for someone starting well, a brand or even a clothing brand in this instance. Make sure what you're putting out there is unique. The world has a lot of stuff. Yeah. Got to make sure it's unique. It's different. Something that it doesn't... You, you can't truly create something new anymore because... The world's been around for yeah. quite a while. So much has been done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you put together a couple of different things that had never been put together and you appropriate a couple of different things... Could yeah. spin on something. Yeah. yeah. it's. I always say this, this analogy. It's like there's only so many ingredients in the world. People aren't going out there and finding a new type of chicken. But yeah. what they're doing is they're making new recipes. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say is make a unique recipe. Don't yeah. just go copy someone else's. Yeah, dope. Perfect. Anything more, Trav? I got nothing much, but thank you. It's no been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks for welcome in here. Yeah, no I didn't hear too much rain. But yeah, well, I don't really care because no, I, I like had a pretty it. good time. So pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. That's no, sick. That's thank awesome. you. Fun sick, and uh, you know, go check out Itch Pig. Um, been doing great stuff for big thirteen years now. So I did not know it'd been around that long. Um, Spend all your money. Exactly. <laughs> Unload your mum like and Trav's dad's about cards. To, right? Yeah. yeah. Get mum and dad's bank details and just spend it all. <laughs> and I'm sure when this is out in maybe a couple mu- month, couple months, yeah, depending on like our that. release schedule, I'm sure there'll be pretty close to some new big winter stuff. On there will be plenty. You right, mate? Yeah, I'm just choking. Just sucking down the salsas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm allergic to alcohol, I think. Yeah, after last <laughs> No, I'm yeah. not. But, uh, awesome. Cheers, guys. Big dog, thank Cheers. you so much. Go check this pig out on everything. And we are out. <laughs>